just a little bit disappointed because whenever Scott comes up here, there's all kind of intro music and a video. I just walked up here and it's quiet. Well, this is going to be a very short ordination because are any of you new elders 66 years or older? <laughs> We're through. I liked what one kid said that, uh, you know, we're older, but we're not that old. But if you're too old, you're too old. So all of us fit into that except David. <laughs> Today is a special day. It's a special day for Johnson Street. It's a special day for this family. You know, it's been almost eight years since we've had our last elder selection process that has taken place here at this church. There are many reasons for that. One of them, of course, COVID set us back. Other reasons is God was just not ready for us to do this process until now. Over the course of the last two years, we've had a couple of elders that have stepped away for various reasons. And today we will see two others that will be retiring out of the eldership, one because he and his family have moved, and the other because he feels like he has served his time. It is sad to lose standing elders. We have several previous elders that still worship here with us, and how important it is for us to draw off their strength, their knowledge, their wisdom. And we continue to do that. From the beginning of this selection process, we have asked the Holy Spirit to guide us through it. Many, many hours have been spent by the eldership, by this congregation, and by our staff in prayer and meditation over what and who God has prepared for this position. God, through our input, and through uh, our listening to him, has brought forth four men to join the shepherds at Johnson Street. Each one of these men, along with their wives, bring special talents God plans on using to continue moving this family in a direction that he wants us to go. Also coincide, uh, co however you say that, Along with this, we have also been involved in a vision process for this congregation. And it's amazing how God's work has brought it all to a point where it's all coming to fruition. Each of these men will be commissioned to work alongside existing elders to glorify God through this church. It is all our responsibilities to encourage, pray for, and respect the task ahead of them. I will have the four new elders and their wives join me at stage, on stage at this time. Remember that we as a congregation have been given the same charge to try and fulfill what God wants this church to do here on this side of heaven. I'd like y'all to stand right over here, please. Gentlemen and your wives, you've been 
asked to serve this congregation as elders. We are going to charge you with some instructions. Your answers will be simple, either I do or I will. It's not hard. Brothers in Christ, God has called you through the voice of this church to serve Jesus Christ in a special way. He has given you a helpmate, your wife, who will stand beside you, who will strengthen you, who will be there in hours and times that you need them most. We believe you understand the work you are called and we place our trust in your faithfulness to God and to us. As a form of mutual affirmation, we ask you to respond to these questions. First question, do you trust in Jesus Christ and acknowledge him as Lord and Savior? As you serve the church as an elder, will you do so in full awareness that it is Jesus who is head of the church and we are merely his servants? Will you serve this church with the heart of a shepherd, leading through gentleness, compassion, and love while protecting the flock entrusted to your care? Will you carefully guard and nurture your own relationship with God as you seek to offer spiritual guidance to others? Will you strive to be a living sacrifice for others while being a Christ-like example of moral purity, spiritual devotion both to the church and to your community? Will you be a true brother to your fellow elders, being both responsible and accountable in your mutual encouragement of each other? And will you be a faithful elder, watching over the people, providing for their various needs, and on their behalf, follow the model of our Lord Jesus Christ? I'm going to ask at this time that the other elders and their wives join us on stage. While they are doing that, I want to give you a little idea of what else is going to transpire today. We have three symbols that we will be presenting to these elders. These symbols are important to our heart and give us the visual reminder of who we are and what we do. So it is important for each one of us to understand that these are just not mere emblems, but yet a constant reminder to give us the strength and ability. At the end of service, when we get to our last song, all the elders and their wives will be standing up here at the front. You feel more than welcome to come down to love on them, to show them your appreciation. And then afterwards, we have a meal that has been prepared for this entire congregation, and all of you are invited. It is being set up as we speak next door. I have a charge that we will give to the church. And this charge is for you. So you, like the elders, are asked to respond. Do we as members of Johnson Street Church of Christ accept these men as elders, chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? We do. Do we agree to encourage them 
to respect them as shepherds of this congregation, to respect their decisions, and to follow as they guide us in serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church. So be it, and amen. On behalf of the current elders and this congregation, there's a symbol that was given to all of us current elders, and that's the uh, shepherd's crook. And so um, David says in Scripture that the rod and staff of his shepherd, of his shepherd, are comforting. So the the crook is is a symbol for us to be comforted. And I felt that um, Psalm 23. Uh, illustrates how God nurtures us, nurtures us and helps um, caring. He's a caring shepherd. He shows us how to care. He's with us and walks with us in times of trials, and he's always there. So let me read Psalms 23. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in great green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This staff represents comfort, protection, care. And there are several uses for a staff. It extends the reach of the shepherd for guidance and walking and reaching those sheep in in his care. The staff uh, provides protection and gentle guidance for those who may be losing their way or be wandering toward dangerous territory. It also serves to support the shepherd in ways that maybe we're weak. And we need a helping crook to um, staff to stand free, firm and walk forward with sure footing. Scripture uses the image of a shepherd to describe how God has loved and cared for his people since the beginning. May you use this staff to likewise comfort, protect, and care for the sheep God has placed in your care. So each one of you has your own staff. Each one of us, current elders, have it located in our home. It reminds us that we all have a flock that we must care for. Amen. Thank you.
First Timothy chapter 4, Paul tells Timothy to be an example to the believers for several different things. Uh, in speech, in life, in love, in faith, in purity. And then he tells them to devote themselves to the study of Scripture, preaching, and teaching. And uh, my challenge to you is to do exactly what Paul was telling Timothy to do. Our roles as shepherds are not to dictate, to, to coerce, uh, but to care for the flock. Uh, this week, as I was studying uh, in Ephesians for our Bible classes uh, today, I came across a quote uh, that uh, I thought was very meaningful as far as what shepherds do. And I really think God put that in front of me just, just for today. The shepherd of the flock of God is the man who bears God's people on his heart, who feeds them with the truth, who seeks them when they stray away, and who defends them from all that would hurt their faith. Shepherds lead uh, by example and by their voice. Uh, and if uh, the, sh the sheep know you, recognize your voice and trust you, they will follow your voice. Uh, but to me, for you, the, the most important thing is to first listen to the voice of the great shepherd. Uh, we all know that God talks to us in, in lots of different ways. But to me, the, the two primary ways are to spend time with him in prayer uh, and the study of his word. Uh, and speaking of voices, uh, as, as you get into this role, you'll find that there's going to be a lot of voices vying for your attention. Uh, some of those voices uh, will be asking you to do certain things, to take certain positions, uh, and some of those voices will be from God, but some won't. Uh, some may be from Satan trying to influence you. So as you hear those voices, uh, we encourage you to lean into God, the Great Shepherd. Uh, and through prayer and study uh, of word, of His word, uh, that's where the true voice will come from. So on behalf of the elders and this congregation, uh, I'd like to present you with Bibles. Actually, there's different names in here. Y'all can sort that out later. Uh, and this Bible is not just a symbol. Uh, this is a tool. Uh, obviously, you've got plenty of Bibles already. Uh, but, but this is a tool for you to use uh, as you hit those spots when you don't know what to do. This is where you will go. Uh, as you go through these Bibles, you'll see that there's some scriptures already highlighted and some comments off to the side, uh, and those are from your fellow elders. Uh, so let me just say thank you so, so much for accepting this role and responsibility. Uh, and as you'll see when you find the scripture that I've marked and the note that I've made, I will be praying for you guys regularly as you step into this role. Thank you all.
Hello. Good morning to everyone. Um, I know Alan's going to kill me for doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Alan and Tannis have served this church for 25 years as shepherd and wife, so uh, I'd like to, for everybody to give them a round of applause. I've known Alan and Tannis since our days in Lubbock together, so it seems like every time they move somewhere, we followed them. Uh, so now Joni and I have moved somewhere, and we're wondering if they're going to follow us. We're going to try to find a place for them. Um, let me um, start off by, it's a pretty lengthy um, passage, but I want to read this. Um, it's from John chapter 13, 1 through 17. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was now returning to God. So that he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And then Lord, then Lord Simon Peter said, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew that he was going to be betray, who was going to betray him, and that is why he did not. Not everyone was clean. Excuse me. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I am your Lord and teacher, I have washed your feet and also showed you to wash another's feet. I have set you on an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed, blessed if you do them. Um, Jesus was uh, certainly the model servant. Um, he left heaven uh, at the side of his father to be born um, into this world. The context of this is really important. This happens right before the Lord's Supper. It's, it's almost like a command for us to serve. If we're not willing to serve um, as members of this body, but certainly as shepherds in this church, um, then we're missing the point. I'm about to tear something up. Um, your example of service in this church needs to be um, regardless of what position you're in, regardless of what uh, status you have in life um, or in this community, 
the charge is that you serve this church. And church, our charge as members of this body is to serve um, this community. And you're, you're to be led by your shepherds, but you're also uh, to be willing to serve in everything that you do. Um, it's been a number of years ago, but I went to camp with all of our kids. You know, at camp you run around um, all day long with no shoes on or some shoes that might need to be washed like two or three weeks ago. And uh, we had an, a, a deal one time where we washed each other's feet. It was probably one of the most humbling um, uh, days, evenings that I ever went through. Um, so when I think of Christ sitting down in front of me or sitting down in front of um, these children or sitting down in front of his disciples and choosing to wash their feet, um, that to me is, is such an intimate time. It allows, uh, although the Bible doesn't tell us, I'm sure when he was washing their feet, he was encouraging them. He was telling them how gifted they were. He was telling them things uh, that he wanted them to do or things that he wanted to, them to continue doing. Um, so um, please, as shepherds of this church, y'all choose to do that. Uh, choose to wash the feet of others. And in doing so, establish a relationship that allows you to live life uh, with them and be with them uh, in, in that manner. And I'm going to close with another scripture. Um, it's from Matthew. Um, and this is the mother of um, the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus. This is from Matthew 20, beginning in 20. It says, When the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, she asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, grant that one of my two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other may sit at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus then said to them, you will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those who have been prepared by my father. When the 10 heard about this, they were indignant and the two brothers Jesus called, excuse me with the two brothers, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers and the Gentiles lord over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So as what I'm going to do now is give y'all each a towel. So that this might be a reminder for you to serve others. Will you all pray with me? Most powerful, loving, and righteous Father, we come to you humbly chosen servants, humbly chosen to serve this church, to shepherd this church. And Lord, even though we now may be known by another name, Shepherd or Elmer, that doesn't make us perfect. And Lord, we know that, that together 
We strive to do your will for this church, for our community. And we hope that the decisions that we make as elders and the, the way that we lead this church pleases you because you are our ultimate master and every servant wishes to please his master. Lord, we just ask you to, to bless this group and especially our four new elders as they join our group. Lord, they, they bring energy, uh, talent, excitement to all of us and not just, just them four. Be with our families. Be with this church family, Lord, as we, as we start our new vision. Help us to, to lead this church in the way that you would have us to lead it with unity and with love and with togetherness so that each and every morning, each and every day that we come here, it is a joyous, beautiful occasion, as it should be, when we come to worship you. Bless us. Keep us straight. Keep us healthy. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen.